All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Sweet friend, welcome back to another episode. It's so great to have you here. If we haven't met yet, welcome. I'm Ridhi Parikh. I help women business owners, consultants, service providers step into their potential and confidence by squashing overwhelm so you can thrive at work and at home. So if you're doing the biz thing and the family thing and the volunteer thing and the friends thing, you might be feeling overloaded, overstretched, and looking for a way out. So I hope this helps you today. Think about how to get back on track with confidence and ease. I actually want to tell you about a really fun and exciting thing that I've been up to lately, which is going to segue perfectly into this episode. The last few months, I've been partnering with medium-sized companies for a combo of training and coaching. So which means I go into organizations, I do a series of trainings on productivity and time management, like how to prioritize, how to master your schedule, like your email mastery, project management, how to put up better boundaries, you know, and, and then in between each of those trainings, the series of them, I offer coaching. So one-on-one to individuals in the company, or we can get together in small groups because you know how it is after a training or a conference you go to, right? You go and you're so pumped and hopefully you've heard some great speakers, you have these great skills. And you're pumped up for like a day or two, or maybe the high lasts even for a week. And then you get back into your day-to-day hecticness and all those great things you think you're going to do or you set out to master just kind of fall by the wayside. So I love in this model that I've been working with these companies that we're implementing or integrating the coaching as well, right? So I'd love to reinforce what you've learned in a training with coaching, because coaching provides that really safe place to be vulnerable and, you know, just speak with me one-on-one. And so I think about the training is more like the skill set that you're learning. And then the coaching is more applying and like practicing it. So it's been really fun. And so one of the topics that I teach and coach on is not one that is typically requested because People's minds, if they're hiring me, if it's like a, an executive in the company or an HR person, like their minds are on time management, right? And so they're thinking very much like priorities, schedules, some of the things I just mentioned. But the topic that comes up that they don't think about is communication. So two of the partnerships I've recently been involved in is a result of conversations that I've had with, you know, again, executives in the company or someone there. And these conversations are around attrition in their company, like people leaving or just feeling generally overwhelmed. And it's due to a lack of communication between teams or levels or just company-wide, like top-down. It's like people are just not communicating well. 
So, okay, we have an example. So, for example, one of the companies has therapists. They have their mental health therapists are amazing. They're in the field in schools. They're getting in middle schools and high schools. And they're having a really hard time sort of clearly communicating with the students in terms of the expectations when to come to their their meetings with the parents. They have to communicate with administration. They have to um, communicate with their managers. They have a lot of people to communicate with. And specifically when it comes to unforeseen changes in schedules, like a student doesn't show up, they're sick, they, there's a, um, it was snow day, like on a, throws off the whole schedule and now they're in a ride. Anyway, so that's like an example. And they are struggling with that. Again, the communication with their managers and perhaps even vice versa, like maybe like the managers are struggling to communicate with them and keep on top of everything. These therapists, they have all these goals to meet. They have to meet a certain amount of students every week. Their managers are on top of them. But then when there's a breakdown in communication for the managers, um, there's, you know, everything just sort of breaks down. Anywho, the point is that when I'm speaking to someone, you know, I'm talking to the executive, they're talking about a communication issue, not even necessarily relating this to a productivity issue. So yes, it is definitely a communication problem but it's a massive productivity issue because to me, like this is exactly, you know, where, where that's like the root. The root is the communication breakdown, right? But the result is a productivity breakdown or the lack of productivity. In fact, I go through this specifically in my framework for successful productivity. It's what I go through when I'm coaching one-on-one with women, women business owners, or if I'm training in companies, there's a five, you know, step process. There are five pillars. You've heard about this before. If you've listened to my podcast, I'll like run through it really quickly because it's really important because the final piece is the communication one. But here's it. The first one is your goals and vision. You got to know what you're doing, where you're going. The second is count schedules and calendars. How do we start actually planning your goals and visions and making it work accurately on your calendar. Third is systems and processes. Everything's going to fall apart if you don't back that up with your systems. The fourth is your team and delegation, whether your team at home, your team at work, your assistant, your husband, your wife, whatever it is. We all, we all have a team. And then the fifth, this is the one that to me is by far the most undervalued. And this is communication and boundaries. And this is so critical because without this one, without mastering this one, you put all the other pillars, you put all the four I just talked about before, everything else goes to risk. Because if you don't, if you, even if you have your goals and you have the systems in place and, you know, you have, you're delegating, but if you cannot communicate it well and you don't have the boundaries around your time and what you're going to say you do and don't do and don't, you know, get into the weeds or do get into the weeds, whatever it is, if you don't have that, it's all going to fall apart and you'll be back down to like, this is totally unproductive, not managing my time well, I'm feeling overwhelmed, this is nonsense, right? So if you struggle with communication, you will struggle with your time, with your energy, and of course, your productivity. Without clear communication, you spend time recreating things and getting frustrated by unclear expectations, How many times have you thought you are totally clear, right? In your mind, you're like, I told her or him exactly what to do, or it was so obvious about what you requested or expected, and then you get a result 
that is completely different. It is so annoying. It's so frustrating, right? It happens all the time. No better communication is going to help people to understand their roles, which in turn helps them perform better. So I was able to bring this connection to light with these two companies, and now I'm engaging with them, which is really cool. And which, by the way, if this is something that's of interest to you for your company, or you know other someone else that could really use that, get in touch with me or connect with me, you know, with someone I should talk to in your organization or your business, or maybe, you know, you, or just to start a conversation about it. But irrespective of your industry, your business needs not just good, but really effective communication. When there is good communication, it's going to increase your productivity and allows people to be updated on what's going on. And then people can always step in when their attention is needed. And this means projects are going to be completed on time. Problems will be resolved easier. You know, you'll have to recruit less. It's just, it's incredible. Oh, and the timeliness. I can't forget that the timeliness Timeliness is needed for productivity to be increased, right? You have to be on time for things and the communication is what births the timeliness. So according to statistics, to the researchers out there, effective communication can increase your business productivity by 30%, okay? So this is really, really, really important. Now, how do we do this? I'm going to try to get as detailed as I can in the next, you know, 15 minutes or so, but obviously this is not the full gamut of communication since that would require a series of trainings, but I do have a bunch of great tips to share right here. So let's jump in. I first want to talk about the different types of communication because there are so many. There's really four major ones. Um, there's verbal, nonverbal, written, and visual. So I think the first three are self-explanatory, verbal, nonverbal, written, but visual, just, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, things like the graphs or charts or models or even signs. I just think visual aids because those are great ways of communicating. And I talk about that a lot, uh, visual reinforcements when I'm working with clients to how to remember to do things or how to let people know you're busy or not busy. Anyway, so those are really important too. Okay, so here's a few ways about, I'm going to go through about maybe four or five different strategies on how to really, really communicate really well so that everybody's on board, you're using your time really effectively, you're increasing your productivity, and by the way, you're feeling so much less overwhelmed. All right, number one, set clear goals and expectations. This is first and foremost, and I honestly think this is, again, so undervalued, and this is where we think in our brains in our minds, you're like, it was so clear. Why? I don't understand. What? Why don't I, why did I get something that I did not expect? Because we're not being super clear, right? We think about it. It's like, it seems obvious to us, but it's not because everybody thinks differently and everyone's sort of imagining something in their head. And when they're presenting a result, it's different than what you think. So make sure you're setting really clear goals and expectations with your team. So if your employees don't understand the end goal, or what's expected of them, there is definitely going to be a gap in communication. Okay, here's what I mean. And I'm going to use some personal examples and examples I've used with clients or that I've seen with clients. If you tell, uh, if you delegate a, let's say a research project to someone on your team, you're like, hey, can you look into this to me and get back to me, um, you know, with just like research this and let me know what you think. 
Okay. We think in your mind, you're like, that's really clear. And then they come back and they're just like rattling off a bunch of information, or maybe they've written out a few bullet points. And in your mind, you're thinking, wait, where's that spreadsheet? I thought it was going to be, um, here's company A, B, C, and D. Here's the prices for each one. Here's what are, what, you know, what's included in each of these, you know, this, let's say it's you're researching software. Here's what's included in each one. Here's how quickly we can get it on board. And you're kind of picturing this and they've just come back with like, they're rattling some stuff off and like, you know, reading something off a piece of scrap paper. Right. And so what well, you thought what the result is going to be very different. And so yes, you communicated, I needed you to do research, but what exactly were you expecting as a result? How did you want it to look? Right. How did you want it to actually feel? What results did you actually want it to deliver? How, what were your expectations? When you start getting to that granular level, then you'll realize you're going to waste a ton less time going back and forth. And you're going to be so much less frustrated because they will have delivered exactly what you expected. So don't just say, Hey, can you do this for me? Or can I do this? It's like, here's how I would like it. Here's what I'm expecting back. And of course, you know, you're not just always just like, you know, saying here's what to do and do it. It's like, make sure you leave some time for questions and for your team or team members to understood if they've had understood the task at hand or if they have any better suggestions or does this make sense to them? And is this a good way that they think that, you know, that would make sense to deliver that piece of information? Okay. So be really, really clear on that. Number two, ask clarifying questions. Make sure you're asking that. I just kind of said those like, hey, is this, does this really make sense? You know, asking the questions not only shows that you're listening attentively, but it also confirms that like both of you, both the communicator and the communicatee, it's not even a word, I don't know, but it reinforces that the information was being understood between the two of you. So if someone is asking you to do something, ask those questions to gain a stronger understanding um, to make sure you know, you really know exactly what's expected. And by the way, this can also be a great learning opportunity, right? Because so many times you're like, oh, wait, that is not what I thought. Or, I'm so glad I asked, right? Because now I know exactly what you want or vice versa, okay? Ask those questions. It also shows that you're fully engaged, you're being attentive. And um, I, one thing I love doing is almost to ask people to repeat what they've heard. This could be my kids. This could be someone on my team. Like, hey, wait, wait, let me just make sure you, you know, what are you, what are you taking away from this? Am I, am I communicating this clearly? Like, how, do, what are you going to deliver? Or like, what's your takeaway? Right. I love asking that because it really puts some autonomy on that person. It also shows if they were, if they were attended, if they were listening. And that's where there's this great conversation comes in, right? Because now it's like, oh, wait, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Or, or that's a great thing you brought up. And let's talk about that. So asking those questions and asking them to repeat or reinforce like what they've heard is a great way to spur that conversation. Number three, repeat important messages in different formats. I cannot say this enough or repeat them over and over at least. So if there is an important message that you need to get across, consider repeating it or delivering that information in a few different ways so that it really sticks, right? Typically, let's say let's say you give an important message in a meeting. Okay, you're with your team or you're on a phone call, it's a Zoom call, it's a meeting, right? You're like, hey, 
this is what, this is a deadline, this is a new project we're going to do, this is our next steps, right? There's like you're kind of conveying that in that meeting. But then that is where there's a lot of room for miscommunication once you leave. That message can then be reinforced in meeting notes, in a meeting recap, in meeting minutes, right? That's when they're circulated, when the action items are sent out or in a way, you know, in a way that's sent out with the rest of the team. Sometimes it's like, let me, let me do the recap. Let me also put it in a project management tool, whatever we're using. And, uh, and we'll, we'll send out reminders or that might probably automatically happen through your project management tool, the reminders of when things are due for specific people, right? When that message is relayed several times through different channels, chances are, your team is going to remember, you're going to remember, you're all going to be on the same page. Things aren't going to fall through the cracks. So There's going to be a lot less room for miscommunication and you're going to be a lot less stressed out and be like, why can't people understand this? Or why didn't they deliver this? Okay, this is really important. And by the way, this also goes back to the clear goals and expectations. Another thing I've seen a lot with my clients is they are delegating in a way that, you know, here's Here's what I expect. Here's the deliverable. Maybe they even put it in an email. They put it in a project management system, but there's no due date. There's no time of when do I expect this by. So then this, this item or this request or this thing that you wanted is now just out in the universe. It's just out in the ethers because no one really knows when you wanted it. Because guess what? They are not mind readers. And then you get frustrated again. So all of this comes back to really communicating clearly. And then another one is to schedule regular regular one-on-one meetings. I love this. Even though like I work with my assistant, even though we are slacking or emailing all the time, all day, we still have a regular touch base every single week. This is definitely a great way to improve communication because no matter what, no matter how much we do an email or, you know, this like other online tools, it's just never the same as that face-to-face conversation. And in this case, it's Zoom, not really like, in the same room, but it's fantastic. And this is where we have great conversations. And I sometimes feel like people shy away from this because they see this as time consuming. They're like, wait, but I already have everything figured out on my email. We're like communicating so well. But this time is just so worthwhile because it creates open communication that really only can happen when you're speaking to someone and transparency. And this is also where those nonverbal cues come in, right? When you can really see somebody and see if they're struggling or see their face or see if they're happy or see, if, you know, you cannot see that over Slack or any of these other tools or texting, right? This is really an important opportunity to like enhance engagement with other people and um, and just to build really strong relationships. And I don't want anyone to overlook this because it's so important. And now you don't want to overdo it and be like every single meeting we have to have is in person. There's a time and a place, right? But I I do think the regular one-on-one, and by the way, these can be 15-minute stand-up meetings. If you're in person, these can be just a 15-minute touch base. This can just, you know, hey, let me just just check in. But with those strength in relationships and communication, it's going to come really higher like satisfaction, higher performance, um, and just greater joy, you know? And, and that is so important when we're thinking about productivity. I read something recently um, and I actually don't, I should have written this down. I don't have exactly the research, but I mean the number, but it was saying that people leave companies not because of the company, 
right? They leave companies because of the management. That's why they leave. And it was a really high percentage when they did some research of like people who leave because they're management, because there was poor communication, because they didn't feel supported, because, you know, they just didn't have a great relationship. So you cannot undervalue this, how important this is. And by the way, of course, you know, on this podcast, in my work, we're always talking about life integrated. This is not just about work. I know I've mentioned a lot of work stuff, but this applies to everyone in your household too. You know, when you touch base, when you touch base with your kids or you have your family meetings with your husband, do you guys just sit down and just talk about kind of this mundane stuff? But that's all about communication. You're like, hey, this is what I'm thinking we're going to do. What do you think we're going to do? And how does, how do you feel about that? And it's like, no, we're crazy. We're crazy. It's like we barely have time to just make dinner, get, you know, get our work done, get into bed and like just pass out, but make time for all those types of communication. Okay. I want to leave, I'm going to leave. You have a couple more bullet points um, on just some things about just general, like good communication and to make your business or home a place that's really positive and communicating effectively. Okay. So um, number one, and a few couple of these I, I said, so, you know, check in with your employees or team members on a regular basis. Okay. Offer positive feedback in public and give constructive feedback in private. This is something that I think I was better about in my business and really not great about in my marriage. And I've really learned to do this better because my husband and I have talked about it so much. Like, it's like, we really try to, um, I'm going to say criticize, but when we have to like have our conversations, it's like, let's do that privately, not in front of the kids or other people. You know, there's no reason to make any jabs in front of anybody else. But have that, and, and it is just when we're in private, it's just so much more productive because we're calm and we can just talk things through and not rush, right? And um, positive positive stuff is always open and with people. So you're thinking about with your team members, you know, do that in front of other team members. Like, oh, I just want to say what a great job you did. Or I'm this was this is exactly the example of how we want to move forward. You know, make sure you do that. Again, it makes everybody just feel so much more valued. Um, if there is an issue and it must understanding, confront it ASAP, like ASAP, clear the air. Again, this is the greatest thing personally and professionally. Don't let things linger. You will forget kind of exactly what happened. You'll build up the frustration. It snowballs. It's so annoying. Then right then, then it's just like building up, building up, building up and you'll either blow up or you'll just be like, I can't, I can't even deal with that. Right. It just, it's just so bad. So do it quickly. Have the conversations in real time, you know, maybe a day later at most, but do it quickly. Um, and another one I want to say is just make, use technology to make your communication more organized. I definitely think there's a, like, there's so much technology, right? And I love to keep things very, very, very simple. So sometimes you can have so much technology that it's become complicated and it's just, there's too many steps involved. But we really can use technology as our friend to help automate. Again, I think of the project management tool. And even if it's a spreadsheet, ladies, just a spreadsheet, and you're like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what you're doing. Here's the expectation. Here's when it's due. You know, a simple like five column spreadsheet even that is a fantastic, simple technology tool that can just keep the communication organized. So use it, but use it wisely, use it sparingly, but use it in a way that's like really efficient and that adds to the simplicity that does not create more 
um, complications. Okay, so those are like my top tips about this, but I can't tell you enough that good leaders really educate themselves and teach their teams at work and at home, in their businesses and at home, how they can communicate the most effectively. This is such an important skill. If you want to be successful, you need to learn how to communicate effectively. It's like one of the most important skills and honestly, the most sought after leadership qualities. And so it just makes it that much more important to work on because open communication, effective communication is essential to any working team. Um, and it's also just going to help you see such incredible results, both again in productivity, but how you feel like you're, you're, how you feel less overwhelmed and less stressed out. That's so important. Okay. So on that note, I believe we are ready for this week's challenge. You know, I always encourage you to take one small action. And so this week's challenge is to evaluate your communication, right? Whether it is verbal or nonverbal or something uh, visual. What is a way, where's an area that you're just feeling frustrated by? Where's an area that are like, if I just communicated this more clearly, if I took the time, even though I might feel like this is a waste of my time, it actually is a massive value to you and your company and your family and your relationships. If I took the time to communicate, where could I enhance that relationship? Where could I enhance that productivity? Okay, so the homework right now in the next 24 hours is to identify it as step one. And then step two is take one little small action to improve it. Is it in, is it an email? Is it clearly defining something? Is it being very clear on an action or a goal? Is it having a private conversation? Is it the opposite? Is it actually having a conversation in front of people so that they can you know, know about the positive attributes of that person or what they did, right? So what, so again, two parts. Number one, identify that communication gap. And number two, take one small little baby step to help you improve it. All right, sweet friends. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You know that if you want to talk more about this and any other uh, communication challenges or roadblocks you're having, I am always here and I would love to jump on a free consult with you. Just come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. And if you like what you're hearing, you're seriously going to love my emails. If you're not on my list, what are you waiting for? You will quickly see why so many women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week. You'll also get a personal behind the scenes look into my world. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources get some free goodies and join the list. I hope I've served you today. I really cannot thank you enough for listening, for sharing. If you've gotten some inspiration, motivation, tips, or strategies, then please leave a review because it really helps me with those algorithms and share with your friends. As always, thank you for your time, your loving vibes, your positive energy, and know that I am sending them right back your way. Wish you a wonderful and successful day and week, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.